Here they come! Hello and welcome to episode 158 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today I'm joined by Mark McGee to discuss the effects of the Thunderbird story, Sun Probe. Words. Just words thing is, I mean, you know, uh, you're sweltering and, you, you know, the subject we're talking about tonight. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very apt. In fact, it made me laugh uh, a couple of the, the scenes as I was just watching it earlier. I, I, are you, <laughs> I, have you got, like, sweat drops on your face the size of, you know, <laughs> tea, <coughs> tea no. saucers? If, if I start talking in slow motion, then you know it's getting to me. Yeah. All right. OK. Well, let's get started, shall we? Must uh, so, extend the probe. Ooh, uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's kind of appropriate, you know, that we're talking about sun probe. This story, mm. all about heat and getting near the sun, on a, a very uncharacteristic uh, warm spell here in the UK right now, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, we're not used yeah. to this, are we? <laughs> no, no. It's it's uh, so go out for five minutes, come back looking like a lobster. It's. Uh... Very strange, but mm. well, welcome. Yes, indeed. Yeah, even <laughs> though, you, yeah, you, you, you might boil. Um, yeah, turn your fan back on uh, if, if you get too hot there, Mark, all right? <coughs> okay. All right, well, today's episode, uh, it's all down to you. This is all because of you. Sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you apologise for that and apologise for costing me money because you, on the SFM UK Facebook yes. page, uh, charted your building of a Thunderbird 3 and I watched that with interest. And yeah. uh, it's a cracking little kit, that. And, it is. Uh, and, and, and that made me go, ooh, I want one. So because of that, I've, I, I had to shell out money to get one. And because of that, it's like, oh, actually... We could do a Thunderbirds, <laughs> effectively speaking, on Thunderbird three. So yes, that's it, why it, we're here. It, it honestly, it doesn't get much love, does it? Thunderbird three. Everybody loves Thunderbird two. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you say, I've I've built, I've, I've been on a bit of a Thunderbird kick lately with the with the new kit or the re-release of the kits coming that just come out. And um, of the three of them, or four. I have to say, three was my favourite to build. It was not my favourite to paint or or use de- uh, decals on. I, know. I, oh. think, I think you might agree with that. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I refer the listener to my YouTube channel where that's documented. It starts off so well that 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 yes. that, that, that build starts off very very positive and everything, and about yes. halfway through, you can hear just the. The, the the despair yes. in my voice when I had to tackle those bloody blue stripes that go between the fins. Well, you, you went the right route. You, you used the... Um, no, I didn't. The, it was a pain in the ass. I thought I'd be clever and, and airbrush them. You However, airbrushed them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, me- I mar- measured them all out, marked them all up, had them perfectly straight. Brilliant. And they were perfectly straight until I put the bit above it and the fin- first fin on and then I actually realised how off-centre I was. So actually, my, mine only looks good from a certain angle. <laughs> See, so, oh dear, oh dear. So it, I was yep. trying to be clever. <laughs> it, it, it didn't work, did it? Um, no. And, no. and, and I, I, I went the prescribed route and that didn't work. Oh, what a pain in the ass that was. I mean, yeah. it looks lovely finished and I'm glad I've got it. Yeah, and, and yours, yours looks brilliant. Um, we'll put pictures up on, on Facebook. Yeah, um, feel free. Yeah, and and it, yeah, I haven't made a Thunderbird kit since the nineties, I think. So uh, I yeah, don't thanks, think Mark. I, I don't think I ever have. <laughs> I used to yeah. have the Dinky, Dinky Thunderbird two right. back in the day. Didn't um, we blue, all? What, the blue, th- what, was it green? Uh, no, it was it blue. It was a blue one, wasn't it? It was blue. I, I think it's obligatory for every British kid to have <laughs> a, a Dinky Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah. Or, or two, or two. With, yes. and, always, and, and and the Corgi uh, Enterprise. 
and in both instances you lose the Thunderbird 4 in the shuttle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're worth a lot now, aren't they? Yes. Oh, I can yeah. imagine so. If you, you know, many, many, anyone who's a parent of a kid who grew up in the 70s, start looking behind sofas yeah. and under, under old carpets and that. If you, can you find, make... if you can find the little Thunderbird 4s, Make a fortune, absolutely yeah. print yeah. money. But yeah, I, I think Thunderbird three just doesn't get much love generally in the series, does it? Well, it's not seen that much in the series, no. apart from the uh, you know the opening and the closing yeah. credits. Uh, for, for most people, that's all you see yeah. of it. You know, it's a very specific craft, isn't it? You know, yes. Um, where, where, when else can you use Thunderbird three other than to go into space? I mean, it's not going to mm. go on a rescue mission like Thunderbird two. It can't no. go under the sea. What else are you going to use it for? Exactly, and it's not going to make a, an interesting episode of Thunderbirds charting the <laughs> the ferrying of cargo to Thunderbird five. So, no, to, to, to bring the new supplies. They do do that though, don't they? You yes. do have have a story where you see that actually happen. It, it does seem that a poor old Alan, he's he, he don't have to do much really, does he? He gets very sad in in a couple of episodes, doesn't he? Doesn't he get sad in um, the film? He's always mooning over Tintin, isn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. Yeah, mm. he's a bit of a drip. I mean, I mean, the thing about Thunderbirds is, for me, is uh, I love the technology, I love the hardware, I love the special effects. Not that keen on the characters. No. Like Virgil, no. of course. Everybody likes Virgil or Scott. Virgil was my favourite. But everybody else, no. no. And especially the guest characters, like we have here with the people in the control thing and the three blokes <laughs> Gen- in the thing. Gen- generic astronaut numbers one, two, and three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, you know, I just don't care. It's like, hurry up. I want to see another special effects, you know? <laughs> but there's, there's plenty of special effects in this one. Well, let... let, let that, Excellent segue there. Well, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Um, it's almost like we rehearsed, which we most definitely haven't. On, never yeah, on th- this show. I, th- I think anyone listening might realise. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's very little rehearsal that goes on. All right, all right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Go for it. What went wrong, brains? Well, uh, in collecting the sun probe, the solar ship had to steer onto a collision course with a sun. Sure, but wasn't that part of the plan? Yeah, yeah, it was, but I suddenly figured that the radiation level at that distance from the sun could interfere with the ship's control system. So the solar knots can't fire the retros and break away. Right. Now, as a safeguard, the solar control center on Earth can send a radio beam to fire the ship's motors by remote control. Then why don't they do it? They're probably trying that right now, but I have severe doubts whether their beam will penetrate the radiation either. Please stand by for a news flash. We are going over to Colonel Benson at the Solar Control Center for an important announcement. All efforts to alter the spaceship's course by firing their retros by radio beam from Earth have failed. Now I have a vital request to make. If International Rescue are watching, would they please communicate at once with Solar Control Center, Cape Kennedy? I repeat, this is vital. International Rescue, we need your help. Get me Cape Kennedy. Yes, sir. Now, of course, all Thunderbirds stories start with the opening titles, right? And I've just said, let's get into it, but we're going to just have a small detour. Okay. Um, because yesterday I asked you, because mm. I was thinking these are classic titles, yes. but would I put them on my top five, mm. you, you know, opening credits of TV shows? And I thought, hmm, that might be a nice little aside to just pad this episode out a bit. So yeah. yesterday I asked you your five. I didn't know that you were actually going to tell me them then and there. I, <laughs> you were supposed to announce them to me, you know, and, and, and you know. Okay. All right, but but you've already told me them, so it's no surprise for me. It's, it's going to be a surprise for the listener. So Fair what enough. we'll do is we'll go from five up to one. All right. I, okay. So so do you remember your five, or, yeah, or do I, you want me I, to remind I, you? No, I wrote them down. All right. Well, <laughs> I knew you, you were go, going to ask me. <laughs> all right. Well, you you go first. Uh, what's your number five then, Mark? It's the Blake Seven opening. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about seasons one and two, yes. not yeah, three yes. and four. No, no, Good. no. These are, no, no. 
<laughs> season three, three and four. I don't, I don't recall any of those. Didn't, didn't, didn't they fly around in a Vosine bottle? They did. <laughs> You've um, said about this before, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> not my favourite. But yeah, the opening, the original opening to Blake 7. Absolute cracking. I mean, I've been, again, I've moved on to a bit of a Blake 7 kick, so I've been watching clips on YouTube and, and bits and bobs, and I just, I keep re-watching the, <laughs> the opening sequence because it's dark. It as, is very dark. Anything. Yeah. For, for a supposed, I don't know, was it, was it advertised as a kid's show? No, no, no. It was never a kid's show. No, exactly. no, 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 no. It, it was advertised as the BBC's answer to Star Trek, um, <laughs> but never a kid's show. I, you say that the, the, the opening credits are dark, but at least they don't flash up that Blake is uh, sentenced, um, you know, because he's a kiddie fiddler. Well, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very, very true, which, which is a lie. People okay. spoilers. Yes, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, no, the hero <laughs> yes. of let's, this let's, show. Let's move on quickly and not. Is not a paedophile, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, that so is, that's no, your number not. five. Yes. At, at number five for me, I have the original series Star Trek. Okay. Right, yes, because. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, classic music, classic imagery, and, you know, it just takes me back to a mm. place when I was small and I wanted either to be Captain Kirk or he be my friend. Fair you know? enough. So it's a purely nostalgia one. Now, when you watch it with the uh, season two onwards, the the the, the screeching woman oh, yeah. um, towards the end. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah, they, they, they yeah. fiddle. They fiddle with these things, and they, and they never improve. Them. Yeah, but for nostalgia, yeah, that's my number five. All right. Fair enough. So, what's your number four? My my number four is another another. In fact, all yeah. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a, a location based bias on mine. Uh, it's Doctor Who, but the Tom Baker right. um, sequence mainly because Tom Baker was my Doctor. I I caught probably the last two episodes of John Pertwee when I first started watching it. And then Tom Baker obviously saw me through for many, many, many years because he was Doctor for a long time. And mm. I just, and it, I just, I don't know that. I suppose it's because it's burnt into my brain. Yeah, <laughs> more, yeah. more than more than anything else. And I kind of judge all the other Doctor Who sequences on that one. Okay, all right. Well, it, it's it's very strange because it's a complete snap. Uh, <laughs> I've got Doctor Who as well. Um, and yeah, the Doctor Who opening titles of the Tom Baker era, you know, the slit screen thing, you know, yep. they are my favourite. But I also love the John Pertwee ones, and I love the moodiness of the William Hartnell and the Patrick Troughton ones. Yeah, um, I think, to to be fair, the early Doctor Who stuff, um, when you watch them again, you know, and the the early theme, the William Hartnell theme is, is cracking because it's so um, pioneering. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as an effect, and and the effects in the background were pioneering effects for the time. It was you know great, but I, like I say, yeah, I, I have a warm place in my heart for for most of the early ones. It's just I think Tom Baker because he oh was, yeah, he was my doctor as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah definitely, and and still is, you know, and, and and always will be. Absolutely. All right, your number three. I'm rather than have uh, having to have this conversation we're just about to have twice i'm yes. going to say that your number 3 is actually my number 1 oh okay that's interesting okay and would you like to just tell the folks what that might be yes it is a classic uh, 70s is it 70s yeah 70s, yeah it's a sci-fi series called the tomorrow people now <laughs> when you say mm. classic, the titles mm. are classic. They are, mm. are, are one of the most disturbing <laughs> credits I've ever seen. Yes. Children of the Stones, I think that's the only oh uh, my. Yes, creepier I one. I remember that one. Oh, Lordy, yes. Okay. Good, good grief. But, yeah, that, the thing about the Tomorrow <laughs> yeah. People credits is they are brilliantly done. They are brilliantly edited. The music is brilliant. They are incredibly creepy yes but nothing in that show could match the opening no. credits you know? no I, I was i was going to add to be frank i'm not a fan of the series i just oh, it, love i love the opening credits though it's incredibly naff and yes. cheap and horrible and it's just oh it's not entertaining no you, you know it, the bad stuff isn't entertaining in a bad way it's just poor but those opening credits are just amazing yeah Absolutely, and like you say, that I think it was because they were they were quite freaky as well, mm-hmm. and and, di- and a little bit disturbing, obviously of their time. 
but um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Go. All right. Sat at number three for me is another opening credit. Which the opening credits are very, very exciting and I love them dearly, but the end credits are mm. creepy as well, and that's Jerry Anderson's UFO. Which All right. is bizarrely my number two. Your number two, yes, yeah. And so. uh, well, take it away, what do you think of them? Why, why, why is it your number two? I, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's, it's one of those tunes that I can listen to again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sets the pacing for the for the program. Tells you everything you need to know straight off the bat, <laughs> very very quickly. And I don't know. It's just that it's the the mix of the of the tunes and the pacing of the uh, the, mu- the opening. What I love about it is that the music, the editing, and it's edited to perfection. Yes, those opening yes. o- opening credits are, are edited to the beat of the Barry Gray music, you know, yeah. and and it is such a slice of nineteen seventy, you know, um, you, you, you know, I'd, I I and I love it. I love the charm of it, the way you, it keeps flashing up nineteen eighty to tell you yes. that this is <laughs> in the future. <laughs> it is in the far future, but I think also it's it's one of those odd ones where it's actually the credits come in after they set the story isn't it mm-hmm. there's, yeah. there's, there's the little opener of, of what's going to happen and then it kind of turns and the drums start and, and boom off you off yep. you go yeah yep. no. cracking yep cracking that is a very good uh, word for it all right <laughs> so that's my number three which is your number two yeah so my number two is sticking with Jerry Anderson again. It's Captain Scarlet this time. Ooh, okay. Again, I wanted to be Captain Scarlet, or I wanted him to, you know, take me away. Um, ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, said that without really thinking. Um, yes. But but no, again, classic <laughs> classic theme. You know the dun 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 dun. Yes. Dun. Um, you know, just the colours of the Captain Scarlet. We haven't done that on Effectively Speaking yet. We're going to do it, hopefully, this year, Captain Scarlet. And just a massive part of my childhood. All the toys, you know, the cigarette cards, everything. You know, the Sugar Smacks toys. Yeah. I just love the show dearly. I really do. And, uh, yeah, I've put those credits on, you know, whether I'm going to watch an episode or, or just find it on YouTube. And I've got a big smile on my face. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's excellent um, open, opening sequence. It didn't get into my top five. It's probably in my top ten. It's, it's, it didn't get up in my top five. I think maybe because I didn't catch it too much on the on the TV when, when I was younger. I'm just astonished that a show, which was a children's show, you know, um, yeah. um, opens with this, you know, POV of somebody going down a dark nighttime alleyway. <laughs> the lights come on. Captain Scarlet's there. Whoever you are, you are shooting with a machine gun, Captain Scarlet, who then yeah. coldly lifts his gun up and shoots you dead. <laughs> and that's yeah. in the opening credits, you know, yeah. of a of a child show. And and it is quite a covered um, tune as well, isn't it? The, the mm. opening the opening song. I I used to be into a small band called the Trudy. Who did a cover mm-hmm. of, of the Captain Scarlet theme, and they then they they did sort of all their other stuff was very similar sounding, <laughs> that sort of surf punk type, yeah, um, yeah, type type sound to it. But I think there was a couple of others, weren't there? That did did a cover of it. Oh, there have been quite a few. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's a catchy tune. A catchy <laughs> tune. All right, so that's my number two. I've told you what my number one is. Mm. So we're, we're going to finish off with your number one. What's your number one, Mark? My number one, and something that I, I actually listen to recreationally, <laughs> which is a bit sad, <laughs> is the uh, season one of Space 1999 opening sequence. Absolutely. Again. As, as far as I'm concerned. It is a classic. Anderson. Yeah. And again, whoever's um, editing these bloody yeah. things, they, they, they know their stuff, don't they? Uh, absolutely. I, to be brutally honest, I was watching the, the Sun Probe, and it's very much reminiscent of the opening sequence to Thunderbirds, isn't it? Mm. A bit, bef- bit before the, um, the the main tune kicks off. It's you know this episode bit, you know, yes, to yeah. show you what's coming up. And it's it's I can't remember if there's too many others that do that um, in in the sequence between Thunderbirds and Space 1999. No, I don't think there are. And like I said, UFO does a does a clip at the beginning. 
Yeah. Um, but it's it was that pay, again, like you said, the pacing of it, the editing of it, to do with the the tunes, and it's one of the most parodied opening sequences mm-hmm. um, ever. Um, if if you have not checked it out, there is a series of uh, videos on YouTube where someone's done the, the Star Wars trilogy, the original Star Wars is to uh, to the opening sequence of Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. No, and I've never as- seen that. Absolutely fantastic, really funny. Well, it's really well edited on you know whoever did the YouTube videos, but it's it's the music and the and the sort of sequencing of, of events. But it's it's a New it's Hope, Empire, Empire Strikes Back, and Return. Oh, of the Jedi. I've got to have a look at when we're finished tonight. I'm going yeah, to have a look I'll, at that. Yeah, uh, if you can, just post a link up to it because it's absolutely cracking. And that's what I love about it is it's a, it's for me at least it's so recognisable. Yeah. Yeah, it is a classic, but it doesn't go on my list. I'm just, I'm just glad that you had the caveat that it's uh, season one and not yes. season two. Season two. Uh, see, there was a season two. <laughs> <laughs> you are so in denial over some things. <laughs> there were prequels to Star Wars <laughs> and sequels. What are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> Honestly, anyway. No, that's a, that. that that, that, that's a good list, so thanks for that. Th- no thank worries. you, listener, for uh, bearing with us for that. Um, I mean, if, if, if you have a top five or just a favourite one, um, mm. um, why not pop across to our Facebook page and let us know um, what yours was. All right. Okay, well, finally, then we will get into this story uh, called Some Probe. Um, and as you say, we we're, from the start, we've got this place called the S- uh, Solar Control Centre. Yeah. Where and and there is sat the sun probe, um, and of course this is Derek Meddings, isn't it? And his yeah. uh, Century Twenty One uh, team, um, and um, they were masters of filming miniatures. Um, and I'm always surprised if you look at behind the scene photos of things, maybe like you know the sun probe uh, set here. Yeah. Um, how small that the models are, but they're photographed so well. Mm. Um, the models, in some cases, weren't particularly large, but they've been put, uh, lit properly, which always helps, and and you know having the right lens on the camera helps. Yeah. And uh, when you think that's not a big miniature set, and the sky in the background is painted onto a cloth, mm. it looks bloody brilliant. It does. I think they were also kings at overcomplicating things as well. well <laughs> if, if, what, what, what do you mean it just closes a door? Shouldn't it like pull back a thing and try and descend into a pit and then have hinges? And <laughs> There is an awful lot of that in, in, in Thunderbirds, and we've got quite yeah. a bit tonight, haven't we? But, oh, um, yes. but, but what also yeah. sells it, of course, in all the Jerry Anderson uh, shows is the dramatic music, because as mm. soon as you see it, you know, the dun-dun-dun, music you know um but you see this lift going up a gantry and unfortunately that, yeah. uh, that kind of gives the scale away because they got in too close to yes. it and, and, and you can see that is rather small but it's very interesting design on that because I, I had to watch it a couple of times to notice actually it dips backwards and then then straight up again mm. when it goes up and i'm just thinking they must get it's like a roller coaster <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get really sick by the time they get to the top well, what made me kind of sick is you go inside and you've got your R3 solar noughts, they're called, yeah. aren't they, in the command module, in their yes. you know, rather sickly coloured uh, outfits. They Individually coloured, their little boiler suits, aren't they? Yes, just in case they, they can't tell each other apart, and I suppose. I, I mean, a big selling point on the Jerry Anderson shows was, you know, they're in colour. It was Stingray, which I actually yeah. had in the opening credits, in colour. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and uh, and boy, they that plus it's the sixties as well. Oh yeah, they didn't hold back on colour, did they? No, they were taking full advantage of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> even even looking at the um, the rig, the launching um, gantries and stuff like that. There's there's a shot which is relatively close up when they when they're clearing it, and it's just so many different colours in there. Well, this is 1965. This went out in yeah. 65. So, you know, you're just about to get into the swinging 60s. Everything was just about to go psychedelic. And uh, boy, you can see it here, you know. Um, yeah. It's also, I, I think it's quite sweet that, you know, the space race hadn't really got into uh, full uh, full 
blown space race and you know space exploration it's only 65 so here here we are with this depiction of what you know space travel is going to be like in the future so you've got three guys in their color-coded boiler suits not one space suit to be seen at all for this launch i don't think they're even wearing seat belts of any description either are they (laughs) probably not Uh, it's Um, it's quite sweet and quaint isn't it I'll, i'll i'll Come back to that point in a minute when we get to the get to the launch because it's it's it, it kind of gives away where in history this was made. All right, <laughs> by well. how how they think. But I just wanted to pick up them um, on a couple of the the shots back to where they cut back to the guy in the control room, mm-hmm. the solar control room, and I noticed that they, he obviously has he has two levels of alert. He has amber alert <laughs> and yellow alert, and amber alert involves pressing one of a row of three buttons. <laughs> A yellow alert involved ringing a doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go, if you look at it closely, it's, it's a doorbell. It's just a sixties. In fact, I used to have one of them doorbells on it. I, I like the fact that the countdown clock is just a bog standard yeah. living room clock on the wall, isn't it? With with the um, yeah, with the twenty four hours just taped around the side. It's front of yeah, it. absolutely brilliant. But you say about buttons. I mean, what I I, I find so hilarious in in you know thunderbirds and stingray not so much in captain scarlet but mm. you know that the the bulbs that they've got the lights that they've got on all the consoles i'm guessing are about the smallest ones they had at that time yeah but proportionally to those puppets each one of those red yellow green lights whatever must be about the size of one of their fists you know yes. It's this huge bulbs. I mean, I, I always think of them about, you know, when in the 70s when I was down at the seaside and you go into the uh, amusement arcades. All the, you know, all, all the attractions in there had whacking great big bulbs just <laughs> like this, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. But again, should... color, the colour color in the place, you know, very, very um, ergonomic. <laughs> the thing is, though, I mean, you know, back in the mid-60s, at least here in the UK... Barely anyone had a colour TV, so we would have yeah. all ju- just been watching this in black and white. Can, can I throw something out to your listeners as well, if they're, if they're as eagle-eyed people? There, there is a scene, uh, two minutes, 57 seconds in mm-hmm. to the episode, um, which is looking directly at the operator, the, the controller guy. Behind him, pinned to the wall, is a diagram of something with lots of colour-coded dots around it. And I'm just curious if anyone's got super eagle eyes or inside knowledge, because I'm curious to know what's that, what that's of. Oh, <laughs> oh, see, I can't, I can't call it up because um, right. I, I, my, my copy of this is on DVD, so um, and I'm on my laptop at the moment. Um, I'll have to have a peer at that and, and see if I can figure out. I, what I it can't, is. I can't make it out because it's slightly out of focus. But then again, I've just got new glasses, so ah, it, it oh, might, it might be just that. Be that. <laughs> or your glasses but... have steamed up because you're so hot. But there's also next to it is a series of charts, and I'm just I'm just fascinated in because there are these are obviously background things that they've just chucked in that looks sort of technical, mm. and I'm just I'm just so I don't know curious as to whether or not they're actual real things from it might be somewhere. a schematic for a Ford Anglia or something <laughs> like that for all we know probably it does look like a sort of it, it looks weirdly like some sort of pod. A pod. Oh, I'll have to take a look <laughs> some, up. of some description. I guess. I'll look at that after the show <laughs> really as well. Know. All right. Well, the the area outside is being cleared because liftoff's just about to happen, and uh, <laughs> yeah. clear it. Two trucks and a car. <laughs> yep. But what I love about it is those two trucks and a car are matchbox toys. Yeah. Because that Derek Meddings and Co. They would go out to Woolworths and just buy up all these uh, little matchbox cars. And when you know that's a matchbox car, you can then work out the, uh, how big all these models are. Yeah. In mm-hmm. fact, in in that scene, there's again. I'm I'm just flipping forward. I've got this sort of digitally, so it's it's easier for me to just flip back and forth. It's a it is a close up scene, and you've got what the one one lorry coming in from the hang on right. <laughs> figure out which or left and right. But there's a, there's a piece of the um the rigging. There's 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 two cigar tubes uh, there, and uh, in front of them is what is. Definitely looks to me like a bit of sprue. As, as oh, part really? Of the, uh, as part I hadn't of just, noticed it that. It looks so much like a bit of sprue that's that's looking like... Only because it's got all the little side bits on it. Where <laughs> they've snipped the bits off. Yes. Right. And they just chuck the sprue on there. 
Um, oh, I have to look at that <laughs> again. Again, yeah. Cle- All right, clever, clever people that they are. You say cigar tubes. I mean, we we're, we're just about to get an awful lot of smoke, aren't we? And uh, yes. maybe that's why they've got the cigar tube. Somebody's like puffing away on a cigar behind it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the smoke gives the uh, scale away, doesn't it? You yes. can't you can't miniaturize smoke. Yeah, and and, and later on, we're going to see you can't miniaturize flame uh, very mm. well either. Um, but I mean, the liftoff is pretty good. Um, apart from that long shot at the end, and you can clearly see the wire that oh, the, yes. the model's hanging from. Now, this is the bit that got me. Is um, much like when you watch Thunderbirds Are Go, and the first half an hour is the assembly of of um, was it Fire? Is it the Fire Flash from Thunderbirds Are Go? Uh, yeah, yeah, Fire yes. Flash. Yes, yeah, that, like the whole twenty minute, first twenty minutes is assembling it bit by bit. The bit, the fact that they they, they ignite the engines. Eight and, minutes and the, before launch. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's the only thing stopping it from taking off are those two clamps. Yeah. But it's for eight minutes. Those engines, that's, that, yeah. they're saying about all, all, all this. fuel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, all, all this pressure's building up for eight minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy people on top of it. No. no. But it's like, this is how rockets work. Yes. In the future. You well, know, in, just, just in 2067 or whenever it's yeah. set, it is, yeah. But anyway, they're launching. But it could well be. It could be. Well, you know. it's not that far we, off. We, we will don't see. know. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. all this is being watched uh, on TV on Tracy Island. Um, yes. Isn't it? You know? Um, yes. Although, sorry, can, before we move on to that bit, can I just take you back slightly to where they retract the fueling mm-hmm. and it's the weird pipes that get sucked back in. Yes, down to those tanks. That say danger toxaline on them. So that's <laughs> so, so, so to give you an impression that this is n- not very nice <laughs> stuff. Toxaline. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> but it's the, again, that was a good example of that. Rather than just the cables popping out, <laughs> let's retract them. <laughs> build, yes. a whole, build a whole thing so that they can lower into the ground. And <laughs> it's like, excellent. Dramatic, isn't it? really, you know, clever model making. Absolutely clever. It's model a staple of Jerry Anderson again. Yeah. They, they they did like hiding buildings <laughs> underground, didn't they, and things <laughs> underground. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. On Tracy Island, they're watching TV. They find out that the reason the sun probe is going to the sun, yes. it's going to release a probe to collect particles of the sun. Yes. Yeah, not the fact that you could just stand out in your back garden and do that, but no, no. <laughs> what, do, what, what do I know about science? Yeah, <laughs> everything you know, you learnt from Thunderbirds. What What I find interesting is they mentioned this was a week ago the launch. Yes, it's so like a this. recap. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I just find it fascinating that they've got all these cameras set up in space. I've yeah. Well, I've got a question about that later on. I've got a question on, okay. a, 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 about how much time does it take to get to the sun? Because yes, it's. Oh, I'm glad you've got questions. Yes, I, I have so many. Yes. So the sun probe has taken a week, and it's almost there. Yes. Right. Meanwhile, Brains is playing with his new toy, this robot called Brayman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, when we first see it again. Looking on that back wall, did you notice what was on the back wall when Brains oh, was there? Oh, hang on. <clears throat> Have a look, and then I'll tell looks you what they on, are. On the left-hand side, there's a big plan. It looks like plans for Thunderbird 2 launch yep. bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't quite make out what the circuit board is on to the right of that. And I can only see half of something. Yeah, now what you've just bit. described just then... They um, they are the original Derek Meddings concept art sketches <laughs> for Thunderbirds. They, Excellent. They, they've put up on the wall, which I think is a really, that's, really nice touch. That's clever, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- there they are. They're getting near the sun. And as I say, yeah, we've got a, a bit of a dodgy flame effect for the sun because it looks like somebody's turned on their gas cooker and filmed the flame, haven't they? Yeah, I think there's also a point there where they show where the pilots are supposed to be on that diagram, and it's they're in the wrong place. Yes, for what happens later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've got this auto refrigeration unit. <laughs> oh, that's, that, 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 yeah, dinky miniaturized thing. 
That in the future, that's what all air cons are going to look like, you know. <laughs> again, with the built a rocket around it. <laughs> with those, yeah, exactly. With those massive bulbs again, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> something that made me wince, and but I don't think back in the sixties on your little TVs, particularly if it was in mm. black and white, you would really notice it. But we have this tracking shot going along the length of the sun probe. Oh. You're right, okay. I think I know what you're going to mention. It's just, yeah, it, the camera's too close, and when it starts at the probe end, yes. you can see a quite sloppy paint job. Well, it's not sloppy, because I don't think it was designed to be seen that close up, but mm. you can almost see the brush marks in the paint. Yeah, that's that, that's the bit at the back of the probe itself, isn't it, with the red and the blue, yes, that's it. The blue yeah. fins, and whoever did that hadn't used masking tape. No, 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 no. It looks like one of our models, Mark. Yeah, oh, no, it does. I was thinking, yeah. oh, I don't feel too bad now. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't got to you, worry too much. You look at your Thunderbird 3 in a new light now, don't you? Yeah, Absolutely, it's, 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 it's um, spectacular. But also, I mean, you look at... You could really spot what some of the um, water slides are used on the side there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I think I noticed uh, you got in control. Excuse me, control console from something. Right. Now, yeah. Terrific use yeah. of uh, decals uh, oh, on it. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. So they fire the probe. It goes through the the, the gas flame and then docks back <laughs> with the ship. All the while they're doing this, right, um, yeah. everybody on Earth is watching it. But but who who's filming it? Yes. How, that... how can they be seeing this? It's from the, the magic of televisuals. Or something, isn't it? He That's does what, say, what, yeah, what he does it. say something about te- <laughs> via televisuals we can actually watch it, and it's like Live. bloody hell. Yeah, that's a <laughs> bloody good camera. <laughs> that's eight light minutes away. <laughs> so how long should it take radio waves to? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Physics, God, it didn't matter in the sixties. Who cares? <laughs> I quite like brains. You know, he goes. Uh, I don't think they're going to make it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just about that same time, that's when the announcer says that the ship's <laughs> changed trouble. course, yes, and it's heading towards the sun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it, but I'm not going to offer up any solutions and make sure everything's prepped for us to go and rescue it. Yeah. <laughs> Bra- we'll just sit around and debate it, talk about it, it's all right. <laughs> it's only just occurred to Brains now, and it's not occurred to anybody at the, what was it called, the Solar... S- solar Control or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Solar Control Centre that radiation might actually affect the controls because that's what's happened. Well, it, it might turn them into giant ants or something. Mm, yeah. So that, that, that they try getting it, you know, these uh, thrusters to fire remotely, but it can't get through the radiation. Of course, this is the mid-60s. Doctor Who was full of this at the same time. Radiation was the go-to for any sort of, like, threat, wasn't yeah. it? You know? Um and apparently this radiation can block radio signals. So they mm. give the call out to, to for international rescue. And this is when... I've, I, I have reasons for this when we talk behind the scenes. But yes. Brains comes up with a two-part plan. Yep. Thunderbird 3 goes out to the sun probe and uses its thing to try and turn the uh, uh, to, to get through the radiation which Meanwhile, is logical which is logical but the radio transmitter that thunderbird 2 can carry is far stronger so mm. we'll stay on earth and be a stronger signal than thunderbird mm. 3 up close yeah mm. yeah I, I i i yeah we'll, we'll chat about that in, later on and i know some of the reasons behind that as well. All right. Well, my next question is, right, <laughs> all of this is happening in the evening, right? Yes. They, 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 they've they known about this for quite some time. You know, the announcer yep. earlier in the day, um, you know, put the call out to International Rescue. They yep. devised this two-part plan in the evening, yep. but launch won't take place until the morning. The, the sun probe is continually moving towards the sun and it's like yeah, yeah but, have a good but, night's sleep we'll do it in the morning but eric it's night time oh of course yes oh there you they've go they've got to wait till go. sunrise <laughs> haven't they <laughs> yes okay all right so <laughs> dawn breaks right and uh, off we go with the rarely seen 
launch sequence for Thunderbird 3. And a very uh, special one, isn't it, this one? It's a... Well, they've obviously had to sculpt teeny tiny little plasticine figures sat on a so- sofa, haven't they? Because, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's part of the charm of Thunderbirds. You've got these long, convoluted ways of getting a pilot to their Thunderbird vehicle. Yeah. And in the case of Alan getting into Thunderbird 3, it's sit on the sofa, which goes down into the bowels of the island, which then goes on a conveyor belt, which then goes along to the underside yep. of the uh, Thunderbird 3, and then you're shoved up its arse, basically. Yeah. Now, they, they do show this um, on a couple of other launches. What's interesting with this one is, is I think, the only time Tintin come, comes mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you, you've already spotted it, but there's continuity errors between when they... They're sat. The three of them are sat there, full-size puppets. Yes. Um, Alan is the blonde one, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. He's he's on the left. Tintin's in the middle, and is it Scott? Scott, Scott is on the right. So, yeah. Yeah. When it cuts to then the tiny little figures, Alan and Scott the other way around. Oh, oh, I hadn't noticed and, that. And then when it goes back up, and, the, and it goes to the full-size figures, they're back to their original positions. Ah, uh, I, I, I did not know that. I hadn't spotted that. I was looking more at Thunderbird 3, because this is the big five-foot <laughs> model, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know what, you, what, what you're doing, but I was just watching it again earlier, and I'd heard that there was they, they'd switched positions, and I didn't believe it. But you watch the sequence from about, I think it's about 19 minutes in, is the sequence. It's literally as they cut to it. Right. To, you know, they're really, really poor <laughs> sculpt, uh, right. sculpted Tintin's in the middle, but Scott and Alan are swapped around for the right. ones. That five-foot model of Thunderbird 3, I mean, I was looking at this sequence and also the one where you've got those horrible Australian boys that for oh, some reason yeah. are, um, you know, uh, on Tracy Island and Alan shows them around. And yeah, and you, ha- and you have this lovely pan around Thunderbird 3 and the decal work, the, all the markings on it. Because I was watching that thinking, oh, I could put that on my, um, you know, yeah. 12-inch Thunderbird 3. No, there's no way in hell you could replicate any of that at that no. scale. And and that that one that where, where they're on the tour with the kids, I used that because there's some detail mm-hmm. nose cone that you don't see <laughs> again anywhere else. But I used that as inspiration on my on my model. Yeah, there, um, there, there, there's quite a continuity error between the different models of Thunderbird 3, wasn't there? Oh, it's on all of them. I would talk, I'll pick up on something that, that later. I but. didn't realise until I got that model kit that you've got that the, the, the white ring section, which is just down from the nose cone of Thunderbird 3, there yeah. were three different types. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was quite pleased because I've... Ended up You've with, got some I, spare bits. Well, I've already used them on that on the on your, uh, on your on, yes on that, the big, your big craft, long, yeah yeah big long thing. Um, but one thing I, I don't know if you if if you you know this, I didn't realise until after building these and doing a bit of research. The uniforms, the um, colour that they have, mm-hmm. the, you know what, what's the thing that goes over their shoulder? I can't remember what they call the sash. The yeah, though. For each pilot, they're the same colour as the highlight colour of their vehicle. I didn't know that. So if you look at Alan, his is white, and because Thunderbird 3 has got white highlight right. bands on it. Um, Thunderbird 4 is orange stripes, so his is orange. Thunderbird 2 has yellow, yellow. slash creamy stripes, and his sash is yellow. And Thunderbird 1, it's blue, because he's got the blue blue band on it. Yeah, but John, light, John's light got a pink one, doesn't he, so to speak? Yeah, and I'm. But I what's I pink ha- on I have, Thunderbird Five? I haven't built it yet, so I don't know. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know is, that. But I, I urge anyone out, out there build build models of these things because you get such a different perspective mm. <laughs> about how these are constructed, engineering wise. And I've said this in, in previous ones that you get sort of insight that you wouldn't think about before. But have a look when in during the opening sequence, you can match. Their sashes. Well, you have the freeze frame yeah. image of them by their vehicle. Yeah, in fact, wow. well, you you talk about the next bit. I'm just going to look back and look and see what the color is for <laughs> for um, Thunderbird Five. Well, John, I'm sure John wears pink. You know, well, it's, yeah, it is a sort of a pinky, fleshy color, and I oh. think they're on the back part of the docking ring. 
with Thunderbird 5. He's got a pink ring, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for clarity, you said that. <laughs> right, hang on. This is, um, this is riveting uh, podcasting, isn't it? <laughs> I'll just say, while you're tapping away and having a look for, for John's ring, um, <laughs> when Thunderbird 3 takes off, right, yes. he takes off and, <coughs> and it goes up through what, what people call the roundhouse. Yes. Why isn't that scorched to hell, you know? Well, it's it's odd. Um, but trouble is, I, um, you know, first on first contact... Yes. The Star Trek film pretty much does the same thing, doesn't it? They launch right next to a, next to a shack and everyone's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very you, Thunderbird. You'd be incinerated, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I think, going back to the Thunderbird 5 thing, it's a poor image of Thunderbird 5, but it looks like there is a sort of a pinky peachy panel in the docking... Um, Ring. Area. <laughs> 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 the rear docking area. So <laughs> John's un- rear un- docking area <laughs> is pink. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, God, I nearly ran over my cat. <laughs> Are you all right, John? Um, you're, you're not John. <laughs> no, you don't have a pink ring. Um, all right. Okay, okay well, <coughs> listener, if, if, if you could, uh, um, you know... <laughs> Come to our aid about why what what is pink on Thunderbird Five? Yes, please. Yeah, and and be and be coy with the use of the word ring. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially on the I Facebook thought, page. I think yeah. we've been there. We've 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 done that. Okay. Yes. We've, mil- we've, mil- we've milked that. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, as I say, Thunderbird Three takes off, goes out yes. through that roundhouse, doesn't burn it to to, to a cinders. Uh, again, it's very sweet, but there doesn't seem to be any sort of G-force whatsoever. Well, that they're, know, they're just cuts. sat in regular chairs. They're not even tilted backwards. It's, it's not just that. There's a, there's a bit. It cuts to okay. I'll, I always get their names. I think Scott. Just Scott. Got books. Yeah. Books behind him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't moved. <laughs> yeah. There's no vibration, is there, or anything? That's oh, a heck God. of a ship. No, he's, he's literally sat there, very nonchalantly, in his in his loungewear. Yeah, yeah. And the books are just leaned against a pole. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's is... like one of them is How to Defy Gravity. I sp- um, it's a children's show. I guess you just... Know, it's not I trying know. to we're, be educational or anything, is it? Um, no. And we've got an awful lot of padding now because apparently yeah. it, it, it takes 65 hours to fly and catch up with the sun probe. In 65 yes. hours, the sun probe would have gone into the sun. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Well... Yes and no, because it depends if you are thinking about real physics or plot-driven mm, true, <laughs> true. physics. I think, I think they have plot armour, don't they? But as I say, behind the scenes, there is an explanation for yes. a lot of this. Yes, there um, is. So the, next we've got Thunderbird 2 lifting off. Uh, yes. I, I guess everybody says that's the best launch sequence. It is, isn't it? I, it is. Cool, I, cool, I've never yeah. known anyone say, "Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I prefer Thunderbird One." No, I think out of all of them, this one makes most logical sense mm. because it's hidden, but it's not dangerous to anybody when it takes off. I love the idea <laughs> of you know anybody who might be thinking, "Oh, on this island." Thunderbirds could take off from here, but oh no, it, it, it can't go there because you've got palm trees in the way. I love the way the palm trees yeah. just hinge down. Who built <laughs> these life-size, you know, hingeable palm trees? How are they still alive? I don't think they're alive. <laughs> I think they're fake. I, they, they've got to be fake. No, you're not telling me this. You're telling me this isn't real. Who built them? Did brains build these? Did he? I paint thought this them? was a documentary. <laughs> It is in 2067. <laughs> ah, right, it's a historical record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've got another question for you, right? Mm-hmm. Why do Alan and Scott get into their uniforms? They never well, they, they never go on a monitor or talk to anyone. There's no need for them to get into their uniforms. Um, I've got a better question. Um, well, actually, it's two. When and how? What do you mean, when and how? They're in a cupboard. Well... Are you talking about Thunderbird 3 now, aren't you? Yes, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. At the beginning of the launch, Alan's in his loungewear. At the end of the launch, he's in his uniform. Isn't he supposed to be controlling the ship? 
Well, no, it's a, it's a sixty. It's a sixty-five hour flight. I mean, you got to do something. Oh, am I, I getting the timing bit? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I I agree with you. There's not much of a disguise. Not much of a disguise anyway, are they? <laughs> no, no, not not at all. Um, but, but this this Thunderbird two launch. Getting back to that for a second, you'll notice this is probably the best known version of Thunderbird two. The again, season, because there's that, that there's different constant, versions yeah. again, aren't yeah. there? Yeah, and there is in even in this in this episode, the version that arrives in the Himalayas is not the same no. version that left Tracy it, Island. I think it's the front is just too um, sleek at the front. I think the nose is too thin. Yeah, and and when we get to that, when you get to that point, you'll notice. In fact, it instantly cuts to the version that that um, goes into. Um, the Himalayas because the on the nose the number two after the word Thunderbird is is large, mm. um, whereas the one that actually is on the ramp takes off it's the two is practically the same height as the yes. uh, rest of the type. So <laughs> back again. then, back then you're watching it weekly, usually on a black and white who, TV, who a small cares? TV. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, meanwhile, <laughs> the Sun Probe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Talking about Thunderbird Two, I do like yeah. how they made it all icy. For uh, <gasps> yeah, it's pretty good. And the fact that it's almost a white scene, you can't really mm. see the wires. Yeah, I, th- I think the the approach to the Himalayas is, is an absolute cracking um, bit of shooting because there's 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 close up shots, there's wide shots, and it and it kind of feels. Very consistent. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's really well done. Um, so up in space, we've got this long convoluted thing of trying to get the signal, you know, to um, the uh, to the sun probe. I like I like that sound effect, and I love the massive, great big graph with the line showing you, <laughs> you, you know, strength of the signal and everything. I wish technology was like this now. It'd be brilliant. Two cardboard cutouts and and. Uh, um... It, that's all it is, isn't it? Behind it, it, isn't it? It's yeah. a bit of cardboard somebody's pushing along, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, but it's great. You know, yeah. this, is, this is the thing is this is one of the most I think dramatic and suspenseful episodes, um, particularly early. I mean, this is very early on, isn't it? It's the fourth yeah. episode. Yeah, although I think wasn't it shown out of order originally? It's like the eleventh mm. episode. Or oh, was it? Anyway. Oh, okay. Any, any, anyway. Um, and the use of a thing like that to show the tension of, oh, no, we're still four hours away. Oh, no, we're still two hours away. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really clever visually. Gives mm. it gives gives you the idea that it's just not close enough. Why did they think then <laughs> that Thunderbird 2 on Earth could do a better job? Well, it's got a more powerful thing. It's got this... It's got this... <laughs> Why not put that transmitter truck on Thunderbird 3? <laughs> Yeah, that, that yeah that, that 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 is a good point. Or, or or have two of them, one on Thunderbird three and one on just, Earth. Just stick the dish in the front. <laughs> you would still get through the um through the round there. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, in that sense. Well, they do manage it though. They do manage to get the uh, to turn it around, don't they? Yes. You know. So, <laughs> yes, <me>. by. by <coughs> I I can increase it by point five, and then she pushes the lever all the way to the top. Yes. What if I wanted point point six? <laughs> we can't have it. No, you can't. No. <laughs> this one that goes up to point five. So I mean, that's a happy story, you know. Yes. Some probe turns round and Everyone's starts going happy. back. Yeah. Presumably, as a splashdown. Um, You'd imagine so. Yeah. Um, but now, uh oh, Thunderbird three is stuck and he's on yes. his way to the sun. Yes. Hmm. Uh, Realised by, as I say, these totally out of scale water droplets. On uh, Scott and Alan's faces. Oh, God, yes. Because you can't miniaturise water either, can you? No. But I do love the juxtaposition. I don't know if it's it's around this bit or a little bit earlier, where they're in the Thunderbird 3 going, oh, it's, I wish it wasn't so hot, and then it cuts straight to Thunderbird 2, and they're going, oh, I wish it wasn't so cold. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Lovely little bit of comedy timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is quite a funny show, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, Oh dear, Brains has brought the wrong box. <laughs> I think I messaged you earlier today because I got to that bit when I was yeah. watching it. And it's just the friend. Oh no, no. Virgil, we've, we've brought the wrong box. He's called Brains and he's brought the wrong box. Well, they did 
did hint to it earlier in the You episode. saw a big but, shot yeah. of it, didn't you? There's and it's two like, boxes. Yeah, it's Chekhov's know. gun, isn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. bring the identical green box. <laughs> oh no, it's the wrong one. They've got Brayman. We haven't really talked about Brayman. Brayman is 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 a product of a time where mm. if you've got a robot, whenever it's doing something, you must have clicking and whirring noises. Yes, and its voice is very um, cliched. Yeah, it's it's still very similar. What was the name of? Was it? Well, XL5. Yeah, the robot in that, which was voiced by Jerry Anderson, but I don't right. think this is Jerry Anderson this time. No, um, I, I'm not sure who, who did it, but it's a very similar sort of... Yeah, it it, it is. It, Did you like my robot impression? I mean, and this I'm, was I'm very the, good. Yeah, this was the problem when when Star Wars, you know, was being you know uh, farmed out. You know, people yeah. just rejected it because I think a lot of studio executives just had a mental image. What you got these two robots, and this yes. is the sort of portrayal. I think that everybody thought robots were going to be in a science fiction but, film. And they're absolutely horrible to it. Oh, he is all right. Oh, look, brought you along now. I didn't realise <laughs> until I was researching that he actually pops up in other episodes. I thought yeah, he I, was a I one-off that. for this. Um, didn't then they show show up as as like a robot guard somewhere? Yeah, but also well. he he's in the background in some scenes as well. Oh, right, okay. I guess just to busy the setup, he's there. But he's yeah, a they decent. There's a puppet. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a puppet. Um, it most certainly is. It's a robot puppet. Um, but you know, like I say, brains is called brains, but he he brings the wrong box, and he also doesn't seem to twig that it, it's actually not a bad thing that he's yeah. got brought Brayman along because Brayman can do it. Yeah, but he's he's he is and he's um what's what's the phrase for it? He's a bit of a technophobe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. for being the engineer and and the and the and the scientist, he not impressed. Oh, machines can't have brains like humans. Well, he says that at the end. You know, there's no yeah. way a, a computer can be <gasps> as smart as a human. Just because he beats him at chess. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, that's what computers are good for. Yeah. So it's it's Brayman to the rescue, isn't it? Yes. He, he gives them the calculations. Um, to... <laughs> right. Again, I'm throwing this out to the listeners. Is that a real thing that brains... The question that brains gives oh, him... Oh, right. There, because... I, I got, he lost me when he got to the that very long word that begins with an H. But um, <coughs> if anyone knows if that's a real thing, the real maths question he asked, or is it just made up gobbledygook? Let us know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think to check that. Hmm. <laughs> you know, is it something that can be answered? And has he has he had the right answer? There you go. Hmm. There's your challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, what follows? Don't get up- a prize. No, no, not not at all. Um, what follows after that? I mean, again, it's quite drawn out. You know. A, the, the, the whole thing of you know mm-hmm. saving Thunderbird three, but they do, and um, I, I I don't know, Mark. Do we ever see in the history of this show Thunderbird three actually returning? Yes, there is one that shows its landing, but I, th- I think that's the film Thunderbirds Ago, and that's that when it. it sh- so Alan can fly Thunderbird three, position it directly above the roundhouse. And yes. perfectly get down yes. through it. All right. Yes, because yes, because he used to drive racing cars, so that qualifies. Oh, of course. So this, um, you know, the <laughs> Elon Musk ships that now come along and they hover and then land like that. Do you think the yes. person who designed that was a racing driver? Then it must have been. Yeah. All right. And he must, he must hate robots as well. Mm. And, and I bet he sweats with like really big beads of sweat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his strings they- melt. In their control, yeah, and in the control uh, uh, centre, they've got, you know, uh, light bulbs as big as your hand on all the and consoles. A, and a doorbell for orange alert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a living room clock for your countdown. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you he travels by sofa. <laughs> See, why Why isn't that a thing? That would be quite good fun as well, oh, wouldn't it? would you think... This is the only exercise I get is because my fridge is in a different room to where, <laughs> I, where I work. That'd be brilliant. Imagine, imagine I just press buttons on my office chair and right loaded now, myself into the kitchen. Right now, I'm sat on my sofa, and directly above <laughs> us is my bedroom. It'd be great to press a button. A hatch Straight opens up. in the ceiling here, and up goes the sofa, and I'm in my bedroom. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Marvellous. All right. So that's the story over. Yes. And uh, you know 
quite a bit of this, uh, but the listener doesn't. So yeah. uh, let me you, just do you, the you behind the on. scenes. All right. Yeah. So, so some of it you might not know, Mark. So let's have a look. That's so, true. yeah, um, it was the fourth episode of the series. Um, but like you say, it wasn't shown forth. Um, and the story was devised by Jerry Anderson as a way of introducing Thunderbird 3. So if this had been shown in proper order, this would have been the first time you actually saw Thunderbird 3 doing anything. All right. Um, And this is the very first story to have had um, Matt Zimmerman, um, the voice of Alan Tracy. Uh, This is the first time he ever did it, was in this story. Now, we've said... You know, that there's quite a bit of padding in this uh, story. And that's because when it first uh, was conceived and produced, it was a half an hour show, just like Captain Scarlet, just like Joe 90, just like Stingray. But um, no, Lou Grade, you know, um, <laughs> of, of um, ATV, um, he had been so impressed by the pilot episode and uh, said, no, all episodes of Thunderbirds now have got to fill a one-hour time slot. So you've got a script for a half-an-hour adventure. Suddenly you've yeah. got to pad that out to double its length, which is a bit of a trick to uh, pull off. Hmm. So, and what they did here, the padding that we're talking about, the padding in this story, um, the whole Thunderbird 2 mission uh, is an addition to pad it out. That wasn't in the original yeah. one. Um the Thunderbird 3 not being able to turn around at the end, that was an addition. And Brayman on board was an addition. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and also, the, I think, all the um, Brayman stuff. All it? the bits with playing chess. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's all new. And uh, even the the launch thing at the beginning where you see the Solonauts um, preparing, <laughs> that, that, that was all padding. That was put in yeah. as well. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the Solonauts uniform uh, uniforms have a number of badges. One of them is the Supercar Fan Club badge. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. You can see it on their <laughs> shoulder pads. Um, it's the only episode that Tintin uh, takes part in a rescue mission. And I don't know where it is on your model, and I certainly don't know where it is on mine. It might be that little round thing that you stuck on your one. Um, apparently, it's got an escape capsule. Because um, Alan does say to Tintin, we'll put you in the release capsule and get you to safety. So mm-hmm. it, it has at least one escape pod, basically. Yeah. I, I, I'm aware that there's supposed to be a hatch um, at, the, at the nose cone somewhere. Right. But I'm not entirely sure where. Again, these these little details changed, didn't they? <laughs> well, especially <laughs> on Thunderbird 1. I can remember on Thunderbird 1, where, where is the hatch and where is the window, etc., etc. He's got a gun. <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> all right. So, and that was all Brilliant. the behind the scenes. So, um, it's been a while since you've done one of these episodes, but you know how we end this. Uh, you have mm. to give me your vote out of 10, and it's for the effects for the whole darn caboodle. It's a tough one to do. It, it is a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of nostalgia around it. Some of the model work is fantastic. Some of it, as we've already mentioned, is a bit rough because it wasn't meant to be <laughs> that close up. Um, or be seen in HD on a wacky great big TV a lot of the time. Yes, it, it doesn't does not work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you're going to watch it, watch it on a really small screen. Black and, and black white and, screen. And black and white, yeah. With terrible uh, TV reception as well. Yeah, and scan lines. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> whilst your mum cooks your tea. Yeah. Mm. Works. Um, oh, it's tough. Because it... Hmm. I'm probably going to hit mid-range, I think. What, five? No, I was... I was five is average. Six, five is average. Six. Is it above average? Yeah, I would say so, even though it's, it is quite old i've seen worse in in modern <laughs> modern stuff and like you said earlier you know that that whole sun pro brig i think it's spectacular it's fan- yeah. fantastic fantastic bit of model working um and you can't beat a bit of classic thunderbird 2 rolling out of the <laughs> true out of the thing and and i think also as we mentioned that whole approach to the himalaya scene scene was was great and stem stood there blowing 
power flower, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at it. I, I seem to recall seeing a photo behind the scenes of it. Um, I'm going to do s- probably 6.5 if I can. 6.5. All right. Mm. Um, I, I just gave it a, a, a standard 6. All right. Okay. And I was going to give it a 7, but then I was thinking about all the other effects mm. that eventually we'll get round to, you know, in Thunderbirds, like the crab logger and stuff like yeah, that, you know. And it's like, and the mole, and it's like, no. So I, I gave it a 6, so that's 6.25. Fine. Fine. Uh, all right. Okay, well, uh, thank you we, very we much for we, coming along. We didn't need a robot to help us work out that equation. No, you had your cat, didn't you? <laughs> I, uh, he's, still, he's still there, flaked out because it's so hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, well, he's at least you moved. didn't flake out. You made you made it to the end <laughs> of the uh, recording. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Excellent. I'm going to go stick my head in the freezer. <laughs> all right, you do that, and, and I'll go and uh, start editing this fella, all right? Well, th- thanks for coming along today, then, and thank you for giving me the uh, the uh, so reason to go out and buy a new model. Now, well, at least it didn't take you know just a few days to make it. It took a few weeks to do because I had to keep going yes. away from it and coming back. You know. Well, I still have the launch bay diorama bits to build for Thunderbird yes. One and, yes, and Two, and yeah. I have a replacement Thunderbird Two for that. So one eventually, I will get around to doing the full. What we'll have to do, oh, once you've built them and they're all done, <laughs> you'll have to come back and we'll do a Thunderbird 2-centric episode. I'll, I'll, I'll see you in 10 years. Then. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I'm working on something I started 2018, I think it was. Blimey, <laughs> blimey. Plus you had a new model what... arrive today, so... Oh, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, that's uh, that, that's model maker's joy just expressed then by, by, by Mark. I, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't open it and look at it because I'll want to build it, but I'm building something else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Said. All right. Okay. All right. Cheers, then, Mark. No worries, matey. All right. Speak to you soon. Cheers, See then. Bye, bye. 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 bye.